do I that. I think about good, bad, or bullshit. It's like blah blah blah, blah 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 blah. You are now listening to good, bad, or bullshit. Hello, everyone, and welcome to good, bad, or bullshit. Uh, I am Crofton Steers, the main key and most important host of this podcast, the Spider-Man of this podcast, if you will. With me are my two uh, almost as important co-hosts. I'm talking about uh, the rhino of this podcast, Bo Schwartz. Bo, welcome. Wait, I thought I was the black Spider-Man. Nope, you're rhino. And the vulture of this podcast, I'm talking about cranky old man Mike Hodgins. Vulture, I'll take it. Do you know a vulture can have enough botulism in its stomach that would kill an entire village? But the vulture's like, whatever, I like me some botulism. I did not know that. Well, now you do. Yes. Speaking of things that you guys don't know and now will know because I'm going to tell you, I'm going to get this plug in off the top. I just launched a a new show. Uh, It's with neither of you guys with another guy named ryan murphy he does the gamers in it's called uh dungeons and diapers and it's about uh taking care of of your kids as a parent of young kids and balancing a geek lifestyle a hobbyist lifestyle all that sort of (laughs) stuff so uh i'm not very good at it ryan seems to be better so i'm trying to learn from him about how to do that but uh for uh, those of you who like this show uh, you might like that show so i'm gonna check it out because I actually sometimes, as, as a parent, and you guys talk about, you know, you talk about games you're playing, and some of these games are like, you know, you hear people, especially Ryan Murphy, I see on his Twitter feed, you know, he's playing on all these games, and you'll tell me some games are like, that's like an 80-hour game, and I'm like, 80 hours? <laughs> like, And I think, I only have one kid, and I, I cannot do anything, so maybe there will be some tips if Ryan Murphy's managing I to think, fit in some substantial gameplay. I think the problem with you, Mike, is you involve yourself in your child's life, too. Oh, okay. So that's probably the key. It's like yeah. ignore make sure your, your partner does all child rearing stuff so that you can have an active. I mean, you know, life. you can play games with your child. Although I think your children are not old enough for it yet. But what you can no. do is say, no, they should... are technically. So here's the deal: <laughs> it's just not if you're a responsible parent. And then I, I'm, I'm skipping way ahead. But Gwen and I are playing Super Mario uh, Odyssey together, and that game is amazing for playing with. Uh, Are you sure kid. that's a good idea for a four-year-old? Oh man, she loves it. I, I love it. <laughs> I, yeah, I I'm, like I'm it. not gonna be on your side on this if you want to dig deep. Yeah, and I don't. I mean, I don't know no, much no, except that I'm I not gonna be like on my own... side with this. I think, I think, get them while they're young. You know, if or if you're passionate about something, share your passions with your children. I don't. Oh I don't wait, whose side are you on here? It I'm on Crofton's side. Like... It's not oh, too perfect. young. I mean, okay, yeah, you know, hold off on that. Gears of War, but there are plenty of games you can play. Oh, that's next. It's a co-op game. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Think of the uh, things she'll learn. No, I mean, but, I don't I don't know. I just know that there's some things, you know, like your kid shouldn't smoke weed until they're like 20, and they shouldn't drink alcohol until they're yeah, like Weed 15. and alcohol are not even close to games in terms of... I, look, I don't know, but there is like screen time should be limited for children. I I that, didn't say anything. Why? I just said they're going to be I looking at their screens eighty hours a week when they're older. Anyway, I, 
I would rather her be sitting on the couch next to me playing the hat in Mario than I would her sitting watching like a show for half an hour. You know? How about like, she so... going outside or something? Yeah, but that's a false that equivalence, right? Like that's right. being like, oh yeah. The, it, it, I'm saying if you're going to have a set amount of screen time, like it, if it's if it's doing something interactive with your father or sitting down and watching a show by yourself, like I mean, and it's rare that I actually like. I'll be honest, a lot of the kid shit that I do with my kid, I don't I don't enjoy as much as that I would like to enjoy. Like when I was a kid, I loved pretending. So she got these Playmobiles, and she likes to play pretend mermaids with me, and we do that sometimes. But man, it's killer. She she ha- wants to do it all her way. I've got to do it her way. And at one point, it's just like, I after like ha- twenty minutes, half an hour of playing mermaids, I'm just like, I can't take this anymore. No, I want to. I, 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 I mean, to kill I'm myself. Same. I'm in the same boat. I feel like when I was a kid, I loved being a kid. I could do all that stuff, but I'm an adult now, and I'm just like I got little tolerance for the, the kid play stuff. I try. Yeah. I'm there. I'm present, but I'm like, this is boring. I need to read the newspaper or do something that you thought. Well, was I it's it's so weird, eh? It's such it's such a anyway that the coming out the whole podcast is about stuff like that. It's conversations like that. It's how you make that stuff cool. work. So I think you should have um, Mike guest I'm, at I'm one point. Check it out. What's up, Bo? I think you should invite Michael on as a guest at one point. Oh, absolutely! Once we've done at least 150 episodes, we'll have <laughs> we'll have Mike on. Get him on so right. we'll, we'll be talking about college kind of entry fees yeah. at that point, or <laughs> entry uh, whatever test scores. Yeah, no, definitely parents, and uh, we even got comments from people that have different nerd stripes or geek stripes than us. Like uh, there was uh, Jason Peppy, who's a mutual friend of ours, po- posted on uh, Facebook, and he goes to conventions, and I see this all the time, right? I don't go to conventions. We talked about conventions on the show, um, and like you know, comic cons and stuff like that. They require a lot of of work. Like just for me to go out and see a movie is complicated, but to go to whole, uh, you know. Um, uh conference or whatever that's that's tough and to bring kids or to balance kids with that that's so there's a lot of different ways you can you can have your hobbies and and he'd be a good guest on your show oh no i think so too for sure i think there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of people that are hitting their 30s right now or late 20s or whatever 40s how old are you having kids whoa 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 look at my baby face Um, (laughs) 30s a long time ago mister how uh, do you know uh, anyway, all I'm saying is that there's a lot of new young parents these days, like myself, that that could could use some guidance, and that's what I'm there to provide. Well, I would say Bo is not one of them, so let's stop boring him with his parent stuff and there. get to a random topic. That's true. Uh, okay, um, well, that's up to you, Mike. So I assume you're telling me that... Uh, yeah, I got the machine ready to go. Let's do it. There wasn't anything else you wanted to do before we started that thing? No. No, there wasn't anything we talked about uh, prior to the show that you maybe wanted to do. But all right, uh, let's say. Uh, was right, there? Start it up. My miss. There you go. Okay. Yes. Go the topic today is entitled The Disposable Culture. I think this means. Oh, sorry. Like, I thought you said the the topic today was the entitled. No, but it's it was entitled, it was entitled the disposable titled, culture. The disposable culture. And that's like, were we talking about like is that 
throwing stuff away, like you know, disposable. Uh, uh, okay, stuff. well, I think it's kind of loosely defined, and I don't think this is one we're, we're going to be easily able to look up because maybe it's there somewhere. But my sense of it is, is the way my dad put it. He's like, "Next generation, they don't have values; they throw everything out. It's a garbage. You live in a garbage culture." Everything's garbage. You know, that, so t- the- that TV that, that stops working right, you don't take it to repairman and fix it. You just throw it out and buy a new one. Everything's trash. And so we have a culture of everything's trash and things aren't worth fixing. And yeah, like I don't, I, 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 I don't have a lot of possessions. I like to live possession light. I think possessions uh, tie me down. And so I'm trying to think of all the things that I own that I would want to fix over, buy and replace. And I feel like it's probably zero. That you would like to fix? That if it broke down or ceased functioning, that I would opt to buy a replacement over fixing. And so I can kind of see, hmm, I'm part of the disposable culture. You know, but Um, it's funny because, like, yeah, I can see your dad's point, and I'm a person who does like to fix things when I can. But a lot of stuff these days, you know, we're in this, like, technological revolution, have been for the past 20, 30 years, more, uh, where it's like, you know, stuff that you that breaks now uh, is like, you can't just fix, like, like, my iPhone right now is getting old, so, like, the the battery is total garbage. And I'm like, I guess I, I could... I could learn how to fix it. I know, I'm sure I could take it maybe to have a new battery replaced, but generally it's getting old now and and kind of buggy too. So then it's like, well, I'll just get a new phone. I don't know if I can if I can fix this thing or not. But like you know, if you're talking like culture like your dad's, where like you have an yeah. axe, mm-hmm. you know, and the handle gets all rotten and then the handle breaks, you get a new axe handle, fit it in, and you're, your axe is as good as new. Sure, that's like that's simple. You know, that's like analog yeah. stuff, easy to fix. Even even like old older technology was kind of you could work with it a little bit mm-hmm. um but some of the stuff these days is super complicated i mean i remember like taking apart my 486 computer my uncle was good with that stuff and put some new ram in there i know bo you do a little bit of that but like with laptops and stuff or like an or, or like an ipad you're like what are you gonna take that apart and put a new thing in it i mean stuff is well, getting no, so but that stuff designed so, to be you know a product that isn't easy to right to so fix, i mean but... do you think that's yeah, but it's that is part of it. Like in a flat screen TV or something, right? You get your well, new that like super designed TV. To, for what do they call it? D- planned planned obsolescence. Yeah, like I think, I think that's part of the disposable culture. <laughs> is 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 in tandem with this idea that we'd rather purchase it. I, I don't know which one came first, planned op- obsolescence or the knowledge by savvy business people that people that the next generation coming up didn't want to fix things. I don't know which camp comes first because I know that, I mean, if it was disincentivizingly expensive to, to replace things, that's when you want to fix it. But it's not people. I don't think earn a reliable living fixing a lot of the things that we need repairs, right? Like um, we were talking, I have a funny story actually. Uh, we had at, at my job, we're having this day where people from different departments open their doors and you walk around and find out what they do, you know, all within this <coughs> one unit or whatever. And anyways, I, part of what I was doing was I was presenting at a table for people, you know, to 
other people internally say, oh, what do you do? And I'd explain it to them. Now, <laughs> so in the morning, I uh, grabbed a pair of pants and a shirt and came into work. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm going to be presenting a bit, so I'll wear, I'll wear some khakis. I'll wear pants today. Yeah, I <laughs> usually wear shorts awesome. to work, um, to be honest. I'm, I'm really no frills when it comes to work. Those, days are, those frills days are behind me. But I um, put in... Um, pants or frills? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shorts all the way. You gotta be. Con- I don't want. I still oh, have a desk. I right. Sorry. A desk in uh, a, yeah. You know, khakis or jeans. Even like, I got drawstring beach shorts. That's what I wear to work. Comfortable, comfortable. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, it's not the most professional thing, and that's not a career goal of mine right now. So, <laughs> but it, I was presenting, so I wanted to look halfway decent. So I have a nice pair of khakis, presentable. Toss those on. Uh, wanted to have a nice morning in, took a cabin to work that morning, got to the different building than I was usually go to, got all set up and <laughs> walked down the hallway. And then the coworker was there with me. He's like, what happened to your pants? <laughs> and I turned around and like this giant hole in the back of my ass. <laughs> and luckily I brought my shorts because after the presentation, I was going back to my desk job where I could wear my shorts and who gives a shit. So I just, luckily I like back, I reversed my way into the bathroom and then <laughs> thankfully not very many people saw the, the back of my ass. And these were pants that, well, you know, they had run their course and we were talking about it because we were having a laugh at work about, you know, it's funny. Um, and I was like, I guess I should get it repaired. And they're like, well, how much were the pants? And I was like, well, they're like $80. They're expensive pants. I got a few years use out of them, but they're done. Um, they're like, well, it'll cost you like $60 to fix it. You might as well just buy a new pair. Yeah. But there was a day and age where people, like when I was young, you'd repair jeans and pants all the damn time or cut them into shorts. Yeah, and well, fix them up a little bit. I... And now I'm like, well, I guess they just go in the garbage. And the thing I heard about donating, uh, there were some videos going around recently that even donating to like Salvation Army, Saint Vincent de Paul, all these kinds of places, um, they throw out a lot of clothes. They actually a lot mm-hmm. of the stuff they get donated don't even get used. Like a large percentage go to the landfill anyways. Yeah, I'm um, sure of that. I'm sure of that. So, and I was just like, man. Uh, these are a perfectly good pair of pants. They're $80. They look nice. They fooled me when I, I put them in the wrong place and pulled them out. It's too bad they got to go in the garbage. But, but it's culture. funny. Like I mean, you know, that that is kind of an interesting story because I have a similar experience uh, these days. I, I think I'm getting old well, I, uh, so that all my, my skin is just harder now because, like, I get holes in the <laughs> knees of my pants. I think my, my knees are, like, okay. calloused or something. So, like, so, yeah. like... I just get whole, especially my right knee, because I'm always I'm doing this kind of physical work, so I'm always bending down with my right knee. I get a hole in my pants. I get a new pair of pants, and like in six months, I got a hole in the knee. Right. Now, when I was in high school, I'd be like, "Sweet, finally got some holes in my knee," you know. Uh, <laughs> but but then it's like so because they get literally like a bit threadbare because it's just getting pulled all the time that area, okay. and then it gets a hole in it. But I would I would be like, okay, I would think about fixing it. But what are you gonna do? Put a patch on it? You can't wear that to work with like a patch, you know, like a plaid patch on your, on your pants. <laughs> I was right, gonna say right. like what exactly? What do you? Yeah. So so the thing is like you know it's one thing to fix something, but if if something is if the if the purpose of something in this case is like to look professional, uh, it's like well you can't put a patch on it. You can't really sew it up either. It's gonna look. It's always gonna look bad. And some things just do 
go run their course, right? Like you can't just, you know, you can't make a new, uh, an old thing new again. Can't be done. You can fix it to some degree. I feel like things do run their course. And this is maybe somewhat of a different issue. Like, because for example, like I, I I like, I like a nice t-shirt and my t-shirts or, or whatever clothes in general, basically go through a phase. Like I'll buy them. And then I really like the t-shirt and I wear it all the time. It's kind of like my nice shirt. And then, and then I'll start to wear it when I'm doing a little bit of handyman work around the house and I get a bit of paint on it or something. I'm like, okay, this shirt is not a good shirt anymore. I can't wear it like to a restaurant or whatever. And then it starts to become my work shirt. And I literally have work shirts. The other day I had this like this tie-dye shirt I've been wearing for a long time that had holes in it, like holes all over it. And at one point it had a hole so big in the in the back that it was bigger than the neck hole. That's how big it was. And when I went to take it off, it just ripped. And I was like, okay, this shirt is done. It <laughs> just finished. And and then but I still have it because I'm using it now as a rag. Right. And then, and that's see, actually, I was that's gonna actually, make that as a joke, how like this is gonna keep going and keep yeah, it's gonna well, turn into a rag. Then it's my toilet paper, and then it's like, you know, like no it's... rag. Rag is the end of the line. <laughs> you, know, doesn't, you don't go further than rag. But 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 I have. So I feel like I've been making good use of. Like, could I fix that shirt? I don't think so. You know, like it's you'd put a patch on it. Look terrible. Like some things you have to buy again. I think yeah. it's more like like I wonder is part of this like you go to the coffee shop and you get you don't bring your mug. You get a paper cup. And then you throw it in the garbage. Is that part of what we're talking about? You get your food in a styrofoam I, I, container. And well, that, I mean, I guess that is that part different? of disposable culture. But it's to me, it's always it's centered on the lack of repairing. To me, what you just described is the opposite. You wear it till it's run down. You repurpose it. I think the disposable culture is this idea that we just too lazy to fix things, so we just throw them out. Oh. Or that that there is a a corporate appetite to make money by making you you know get a new thing. The thing that I that I always point to and that we've already touched on a little bit are cell phones. Um, sure. My my wife and I just got new cell phones last year, and I totally did not need a new cell phone. She had one that was too big for her hand. She really wanted a new one and our contract was up and we need self-service. So essentially we're going to be paying a monthly cell service. So we went to the, to the store and we're like, okay, well, can we get Jesse a new phone? And they're like, well, you're both eligible. Here's brand new phones and your bill is exactly the same. And if anything, I think it's a bit less now. Um, and the deal, the only deal is that we don't break the contract for the next two years. And we're paying off, I guess we're paying off these phones over the next two years. Hmm. But the problem, the problem with that is that, uh, I didn't need a phone. Now I traded in my phone for whatever that's worth. So maybe it got reused somewhere, but like, I didn't need a new phone, but I got one because why not? Like I'm, I'm paying for this internet. I need this, uh, or the, the self-service. Um, we're we're in there, and they're like, "You're eligible for this better phone for free. Mm-hmm. Just give us your phone, and we'll give you this one." And I'm like, "All right, of course." But like, it's 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 planned that way. So it's like that's the whole planned obsolescence element. And so there's countless amounts of cell phones, people getting cell phones that they don't need, and then like, yeah, maybe there's trade-ins, but maybe these parts are ending up in dumpsters or something. I don't know. They, I mean, to some extent, they probably are. People don't want an old phone. I mean, that's an interesting one where it's that's a clear case of. I mean, it's 
I was going to say want versus need. You know, you can make the the case that, well, nobody needs a cell phone. And you can also easily make the case that in today's society, everyone does need a cell phone. And be, okay, so say everyone needs a smartphone in today's society. And, like, I have one. Mine's, like, a, what is it, an iPhone 5S or something? <laughs> that's what and, I have, too. It's pretty old, actually, right now, I think. Yeah, everyone's saying, like, some people are like, well, that's an old phone. I'm like, what? It's a smartphone. It does everything. It works fine. I got no problems with it. I have no desire to get a new phone, except for, as I was mentioning, now I have to charge it, like, twice a day or else, like, it goes dead. Uh, you know, at noon, it's at 20%. But, so I'm like, okay, that's getting annoying. Like if I'm going to go do something using sure. it. So it's like, okay, now it's getting to the point where it's just not doing its basic needs. So at some point, and it's it's getting worse all the time now. So it's like, okay, well, it's not doing what it's supposed to do. I guess I'll get a new phone. But, you know, your your example, Crofton, is interesting because it sounded like you didn't really need one or you weren't having technical things, but they were like, here, here's the thing. And look how shiny and new it is. And, you know, there is a lot of that in our culture where it's just like get the shiny new thing and everyone wants those things you know like if i because my battery's dying i'm starting to think i'm like oh a new phone will be cool you know i'm, I'm sure i'll like it uh but it's kind of like trying to like i would i would go out of my way to try to avoid being exposed to that stuff just because i know it's there right you know you go to a phone store someone's gonna be like oh yeah we'll get you in the zero dollars and it's like twice as good as the phone you have and i'm like well i don't need it you know right so right. it's like i I get the I don't need it thing, but like the whole point is that you are paying. You need phone service. You can't just have no phone service and a phone. So the idea is like if you're going to be paying, and this was what's so weird for me is like because I was paying on the same plan that was two years old, I could get a better phone service plan. So I ended up leaving the store paying less money than I do monthly and getting a new phone. Um, and it wasn't the latest model necessarily because I would have had to put a hundred dollars to get the latest model, you know, zero dollars and you get them. But there's no real reason for me not to get that phone. And they know that like I would be, it would just be me being like, Oh, I don't need this. So I'm, I'm not going to get it, but why I'm paying, I, I need the cell service. I'm going to keep paying them the money. So they, it's all planned so that, so that I'm hooked on for two more years. The, yeah, the luxury I mean that, I would you, have the only option would, would be it was it would allow me to go to different providers and lock in there and they give me a you know you can't you can pay get, month to month I guess somewhere but well yeah you you can get like I mean my phone ran out of a contract and I like like an idiot kept paying the the pr price because there isn't there is a portion in that contract that's supposed to be repaying the phone and I definitely got because I just was threatening to leave and they offered me a new phone uh, and I just but then they ended up just cutting like. 30 bucks a month off my phone bill because I'm under no contract and I'm not paying off a phone anymore. So it did get a cheaper rate, but it wasn't like they weren't, you know, they didn't, I had to, I had to threaten to leave to get that. They, they were all like, Oh, here's a new phone and we'll get you more megs. And I was like, no, I just want, I'm not on a contract anymore. So you can get that, but it's certainly not what they're offering. And I think that's part of the whole, like, again, disposable culture to be like, no, no throw out your old thing, get the new one. Because selling these phones, like like the whole cell phone industry for sure is tied to contracts, people paying off new phones all the time. And it's like, no, like if someone made a phone, uh, you know, the lasted 20 years and, and always worked, you know, wouldn't we all want that? But I guess the reality is, again, with, with technological advance, any phone oh, you have yeah. now or okay. a piece of technology in 10 years is going to be like 
totally antiquated. I mean, keep in mind that these are, um, we're talking about phones. Yeah, maybe we but should get what, on this. No, 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 that's not the problem. It's that, I mean, it, we're talking about phones. Like, phones haven't really advanced. Cellular phones, I mean, I'm sure there's advancements in oh, technology. Oh, they've advanced that, a lot. The phone part? Uh, I mean, there's been advancements for sure, <laughs> but it's mostly just there's more megapixels yeah, in the camera. Saying. He means the, the actual a, calling There's function. a better processor in it, so you can play whatever shitty game you're playing on the bus. Well, or, you know, like, like a lot has happened on the back end. It's a this, manufactured but... need. Like, I'm not trying to be an old crank about it, but like, if a phone was just a phone, then you'd buy the phone and probably it'd be fine for... 20 years or something like they can build them that way and then make them just the phone part the problem with disposable culture in relation to the phone example is that there's an artificial um need as a is a fashion and also as a computing device accessory that we fetishize that the industry has created and the there's a, isn't there an apple a new Apple um, keynote today, even like well, every year, people go nuts, and it's like the new product. And it's like, well, that means the old stuff does get thrown out because it's worthless. And but it's yeah. it's not worthless. It's no, it's, it's designed it's true. to be that way. And so, yeah. that I mean, no, that I... definitely affects the culture in terms of electronics. Yeah, it it does. I mean. Yeah, I know. I see what you're saying because, like, the, the main leap, which was putting everything into one device, you know, that happened basically 10 years ago now. That's not that long, uh, long enough. And now they've just been improving them ever since. Uh, but, I mean, you know, with that particular thing, you know, because then also the disposable culture, like, you get a phone, right? And then you're like, okay, well, here's my digital camera. Let's throw that in the trash. Uh, and uh, my, like, laptop you don't even necessarily need that depending on what you're doing everything's in one little device and i see that there's some efficiencies with that i mean the idea i guess that the future is always bringing something better as part of like where we're at like get ready for the next thing mm. and there isn't that kind of cultural drive to preserve things of the of the of the past but do right. you think that that is something we should be doing i mean it's We've been hung up talking about like kind of like advanced technologies like phones, flat screen TVs, computers, but the same is true of say even like furniture and stuff. Well, that's what I mean. Electronics is the easy go to, but we're talking about everything. And to me, the big, the big, the big guilty parties in disposable culture is not electronics because like the electronics I think are in some sense recyclable. I know you can turn those in. Um, for recycled parts that they do get used for this purpose. Um, and also, a lot of them, like in the phones examples, they're not designed to be easily repaired either. But furniture yeah. is, clothing should be. There's a lot of stuff where in generations past, I mean, you'd fix, you'd quilt up blankets that were shredded. You, you, you'd, you know, clean your mattresses and keep them and not buy new ones. Like... Like there's there's a lot that goes into a landfill that isn't just electronics. In fact, well, I, they say yeah. in Cuba, like they because they couldn't get new cars in. They say the best cars. mechanic you possibly could have is a Cuban mechanic, because because essentially they they would pass cars down from generation to generation and keep them together with like duct tape and string or whatever, sure. right? So sure. like, I mean, they that... might not pass the safety, but I would argue. I, I wouldn't be on the side of this argument, but I would argue that the need. For, for increased regulation and safety it, it, with a lot of products also means 
when they're unsafe, they go into the landfill. <laughs> it's part of what it's part of what you know uh, continues us on this snowball to disposable culture. So I, mean, yeah. I guarantee you, those Cuban cars probably wouldn't pass the safety in, in, in Canada. Well, no, they they wouldn't. But like, so there, there's a couple of things that play here. One of them is cultural, and one of them is just like the laws of physics. Like uh, things decay. You know, it's well, like sure. the second law of thermodynamics. Like like stuff. And there's more of us on the Earth owning things as our population. Well, yeah. Grows. So like, car. I mean, cars are interesting because like in in the climate we live in, especially with, with salt on the roads, like cars rust. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like it's like could those Cubans keep this? Big cars going here if they were salting roads, like I, I don't know. I mean, maybe uh, it does take mm-hmm. a lot of work to 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 maintain these things. And then there's also the the other thing is the the cultural aspect. And I'll, I'll share a story with you, with you guys that is sort of relevant to this. So, um, Andrea's uh, uncle just passed away on Monday. Oh, I'm sorry uh, to hear that. Yeah, very sad story. He had a oh, he had a brain a brain tumor, and it happened very quickly. And um, he's uh, he's doctor assisted death, so we, which was his choice. And he was it was a very sad event, but oh, wow. you know he ended his life the way he wanted to. And in any case, he was a man who was very uh, he really cared about the past and genealogy and family heirlooms. So his home is filled with these family heirlooms, these chairs and and furniture and plates. And stuff like this. And even long before he was ill, he would say to Andrea, like, you know, if you'd ever want one of these chairs. <clears throat> and we went to visit him, and his house is very, was very beautiful to look at in one respect, but completely not my style. Like, yeah. like, like I remember sitting in one chair, and he was like, he's a very proper man. He was like, Michael, you're sitting in, in one of the oldest chairs in Ontario. He's like, this is an 1840s ladies' chair. And I remember thinking, like, okay. And I'm, and in my head, I was thinking, <laughs> like, it's really ugly and it's uncomfortable. And then, and then and then so like at some point like it came on offer because he was as he's age as he was aging he wanted people in the family to take these chairs and Andrew and I were talking was like man I I don't like these chairs and then he would talk about like what the significance this was in the family you know and and they're in good shape and stuff like that but then you know I kept thinking about and my my dad's the same way too I have some he has some it's like your great grandmother owned this like wardrobe and again I look at him like it's hideous <laughs> like I don't right. want it yeah. uh, and then I'm like. So why should you be bound by like the style choices? Like if my great grandmother, who I never knew, went to whatever general store, <laughs> whatever existed in that time, and said, "Oh, I like this ornate wardrobe. I'll buy it," and then why do I have to be stuck with her personal taste choices here 150 years later? Right. So so then you end up getting because like I could you know we could fill our our house with furniture from my family and Andrea's family that's like 100 years old, and I would dislike all of it. And they'd be like, yeah, what's going to happen to it otherwise? It's going to go in a landfill. And it's like, well, I mean, why do I have to, to keep it? I don't, I don't like this stuff. You know, there's a certain cultural thing of, you know, you want your home or, your, or who you are uh, or, you know, your style to reflect who you are too. So, uh, you, you, you know, you can always keep and fix things. But sometimes it's just like you're, you're living with other people's decisions all the time and right. reflecting other trends that are – not around anymore and like when i bought this house i came with this came with this 100 year old couch and i used it for like two years and everyone who saw it was like that is a really ugly cloud it was like puke green color like <laughs> it was just horrible and i was like i i even thought maybe i reupholster it and i like it just is ugly and there's something that was gonna do that was not gonna make it ugly and eventually it went into trash that thing had a good life but i don't feel bad about it because i didn't like it and then we got new new couches and they're not, and we really like them. <laughs> it makes me happy to sit in them, you know. So well, that, I don't know. that's another that's another thing about our 
would say as I would say it would be a criticism from people outside of our generation into our generation and younger is that we care about being happy, right? Like as a con, like before, you know, like th th that's a value. <laughs> before it was like just suffering. That's well, what life is. It's just suffering. you know, suffering's part of it, you know. Suffering grows character, and like yes, we all want to be happy, but the world's a hard place, so you stoically shoulder burdens. And you stoically um, set aside your whining and complaining about, oh, I don't like the color of my couch. It makes me unhappy. Like, that's what fucking babies do. Like, that's an attitude from, uh, from not from people from my generation that I hear, but from, from an older generation, from a certain personality type who really feel that way, who feel that it's very entitled. <laughs> it's very, you know, spoiled to be like, you should be fucking lucky you have a couch. <laughs> that's a blessing and we look at it and go like fucking couches i got a couch tree out back and go buy 10 at fucking uh ikea tomorrow like couches whatever you know we don't appreciate those things and again i think that's where the disposable culture pejorative comes in because like look at you and your happiness and your happily colored couch mike well, like well there's go the fuck yourself aspect. you spoiled little brat like <laughs> there's <laughs> also know? other factors like like this particular couch like on Two of the cushions had brown stains on them, which were turned upside down. I don't know what the cause of those stains were, and I probably don't want to know what the cause of those stains oh, were. Shit. And it's, then it's, it's I also have shit. a cat, which scratched that up really good, so it was all completely threadbare. And if I think of some of the couches I had as a kid growing up, where when I had a dog, and you have kids around who like puke on stuff, like I definitely had couches that had like I puked on it, my brother puked on it, the dog, multiple dogs puked on, it. like that couch is nasty, nasty. And I just imagine your dad sitting on this like urine soaked, like stinking pile of couch with patches oh. all over, and be like, "You entitled young people and your non piss smelling the, couches." It's not like, that they'd <laughs> sit on the piss couch; it's that they'd haul out and get cleaner. And clean the fucking thing, you lazy bastard. You can't clean then anything. Then <laughs> reupholster it. Reupholster it. Do anything yeah. but buy a new couch, you entitled little boy. That's that's the attitude. I mean, that's I've been hearing that all my life from my father. And I know he's probably the only one out of our parents. Your dad drives around like a brand new goddamn but, truck he's wanted to talk. I can't say he doesn't have... I can't look at him and say, no, you're highly inaccurate. When I turn around and look and everyone's throwing out their shit, like... <laughs> he's but, like but I mean, that makes me mad but i'm like he's not wrong he's not wrong well he, he's definitely not wrong about like i mean the broader the broader aspect of this is just consumer culture which like i'm 100 sure. on board with him or anyone think like, like we live in a culture that's just like buy more stuff always always more stuff buy and that's bad and and that that i think is holding hands with this disposable thing the more stuff you just you throw away or it's meant to break the more you got to buy new stuff uh, they're tied together. I, I think that there is some balance of like, you know, um, stuff has a, has a shelf. Everything has a shelf life, you know, um, even your technology. Like at some point, like, you know, you have like old memory storage stuff that just will be corrupted. It just won't work anymore. Eventually, like some the, you know, things will corrode inside tech, uh, your computer at some point. It just will not work because things have a shelf life. So there's that. And it's balancing that with the like acquisition of new things when you really do not need them yeah. and i think that there is there's a gray band in there when you can make that decision to right. be like look this couch is 100 years old it, it served its purpose it's mm -hmm. horrible no one likes it it's uncomfortable the stuffing's coming out you could restuff it or just get a new one. 
you know, and, and I think everyone has to figure out where that balance is. But cult, like, I think you're right. Like society is way too far on the throw the thing out and get a new one. I agree with that. Oh. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, I feel like going for this. Crofton. Yeah. Hey, Crofton, you want to add anything to this? Uh... Well, I've tried about eight times. I I'll, I can go now. Um, so So here's the thing. I find that disposable culture as a topic is something that that lends itself to sort of negative connotations like you're disposable you know you think maybe and and throw on our entire culture and it makes it sound i don't know fairly negative Hmm. but and i am one who has had very poor experiences with electronics in particular i got like this new wafer thin tv on my wall I get, I get it. I'm so excited. Mike here helped me set it up. We were all happy, and then uh, immediately fails. And I go back to the store. I bring it in, and they no questions asked. Are like, oh yeah, bro. You know, one out of five of them pretty much don't work. Here's a new one, right? And it has all the highest reviews on the website. And I'm like, all right. And then, How much then was I put it, it up uh, roughly. If you don't it, mind me, my asking. Pardon me. How much was the TV? The value? Like two thousand dollars. Okay. So. So, um, so yeah, they give me another one. I bring it back in the car, set it up. What? No problem. Everything is great. Um, everything I buy seems to like fail on first try or fail closely thereafter. So I'm very frustrated by that. And in the old days, people would be like, "Oh, in the old days, your TV last. You'd get, you know, your black and white TV. It would last you a zillion zillion years." And I get that. However, the the other part of the uh, equation is innovation. And like Mike was just talking about how recent the smartphones things are and how like they haven't been around for that long. Just the leap in technology and televisions and not just in picture image and quality uh, and lighting and stuff like that, but in, you know, uh, everything from the the smart TVs to the, the size of the TVs, like just in the past 10 years it's just leaps and bounds and part of the reason that it's like that is that disposableness because people move on okay we're going to get the next thing the next thing if things stayed static then innovation would at a certain point stifle you know if there isn't a market to fill it uh and and yeah you might have a, a half decent thing like your iphone 5 might might last for 15 years but then we have no no, advance, no I, I understand you know? what you're saying in the electronics industry and some other industries this perpetual purchasing funds workforces and research and development teams and product engineers it, it keeps them going it keeps the businesses incentivized and healthy on the stock market like it's a self-perpetuating engine like that's everyone knows that it's just we if this the self-perpetuating engine, and we might get into capitalism here, is of itself held by many people as a fundamental good. Does this company make money? Good. Are we not making money? Why? Well, everyone has their product, and the product is very sturdy, so I guess that means our job's done and we stop making money. Is that an acceptable answer? Hell no. Let's no. make point two or 2.0 of whatever we're doing because of you know the disposable culture part of it is it's it's fueled by this and it's a self-perpetuating engine it's a snake eating its own tail that gets worse and worse and somewhere along the road someone has to say hey the shit we're doing it's is it is it have a long-term bad effect for the environment 
does it have a long-term bad effect on the quality of the human character and how we treat one another like you know i don't i don't personally think that um that the things that we're preaching and teaching to people line up with their actual actions we're always talking about you know be what you are practice what you preach and so you know if we're telling people um to be persons of character and of quality I don't think looking at everything necessarily and saying ditch it and abandon it on the first problem is <laughs> there's like a dissonance there in terms of what we're saying and how we're living. And I think that comes at a cost to us spiritually. I think it does. And I, I love I, innovation. I, and I, 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 I kind of disagree I, with that. I, I, I love innovation. I love innovation. Like throwing away people. I love throwing things out. I am a lazy fuck with a lot of stuff. But I definitely know in doing this, I don't practice the kind of integrity that I respect in, in people and, and in things. Like, there's a definite dissonance there. And that, that kind of stuff, you know, does, I don't know, weighs on me. It, everyone's different. But I look at it and go, like, that, that's, that's not necessarily a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I, I hear what you're saying, Bo, and I'm I'm on I think the same page mostly. And you know, with the, with the the argument about innovation, which is, you know, some people would say it's it's a pretty valid argument, or certainly a, an argument that resonates with a lot of people. The more the drive for this stuff, look at the advance of technology, and and this is this is true. But when you're saying that, you know, it does drive this stuff. But it's it's all like, sort of, yeah, you know, it's like a better TV or better phone. Or like better graphics on your game, you know. We all want that stuff. We like it. It's good, but and it drives you know it drives innovation. You know, another technology. But these are all like consumer goods. And again, this is the engine of capitalism. Mm -hmm. But then I think of like areas of the world, big areas of the world, where we do no innovation. Like if you think about like our like our political systems or the way governance works. Like there's been no hardly any innovation done in this sphere at all. How about food production? Like we got to find a way to get more people fed in a healthy manner. And I mean, there has been innovation with that, but yeah, certainly it's yeah, not. It's not, not healthy food by the, production. The same, yeah, yeah, engine of 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 this throwaway consumer goods. So like like I think there's so much room for like if people if these smart people designing products and stuff were, were turning their attention to things like like social innovation or like uh, how to make people's lives better. Like how do you get people invo more involved in, in like political discourse or things like there's not much innovation that happens there. And I, I think, yeah. I, I mean, I think that there is, there is room for stuff there. And, but instead, I think you know, what I'm not you mean saying... to say there's lots of innovation happening there. I think what you're saying is it's of, it's no, not, it need, it's of little need, relative value. For like, there's there's reasons why there's no innovation fears like power protecting power all that sort of stuff there's yeah, reason but it, and it does, yeah those are reasons it but doesn't have it anything happen. to do with being a disposable culture I don't think well like, no and I wasn't necessarily trying to make to make the leap that those things are connected I don't I, I so yeah your point to me is is fair there I'm not saying that uh, that because we all want new TVs we're not changing our political systems I don't yeah I, and, and I, I wasn't I trying it, to make that connection. But right. I just mean that that like this, it, it's it's true that that we up we put it on a pedestal. This like new technology, and it's like we look at the tech industry and and you know all these like 
tech platforms and and again what all they're doing is like selling you shit or figuring out ways to sell you shit like twitter and facebook all these organizations which are considered innovative and new their whole purpose is to is to know how to how to sell you shit that's all they're for we all know this you know this is not news to anyone it's all stuff i don't know what? That's all consumer products, really. Well, yeah, it's all about consumer products. So that all this new stuff that, like, we're living this age, you know, and, and but everyone has to tell you, like, Facebook and Google and the like are just collecting information about you so that they can better target ads to make you buy the stuff again. And it's like, and again, these are the, these are the places where innovation is happening in the world, and we hold we uphold it. But again, I think I think that that stuff is all tied into the disposable culture because it's all about. The engine of capitalism. How do you get people to buy more shit quickly and, and keep growth going? Right. And, I, and I'm not but, saying it's tied to the other. I'm just saying it's not a good thing. I'm well. See, here's the thing. Like before, entirely just crashing on capital writ large as a concept, uh, and saying like that that it's you know responsible for necessarily all the ills here. I I will say there are some good things that come out of it, and one of the things is innovation. And yes, it is because of consumer goods. Uh, and, and the disposable culture element of it could lead to great leaps in innovation quickly. And that's something that I could see as a positive. And, and like if you take a look at something like a Tesla car, right? So it, if if the first generation of Tesla car, um, you know, could 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 run very slowly but hold the battery charge forever and they and they never made another version of that car, they never improved down on it then then you know like a select amount of people would buy it they'd run it into the ground and that would you know that would be that but like the fact that they release new bottles that they try to improve and then sell you know sell to yes a market marketplace uh i i think that that leads to a net positive with all the 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 inventions that come in the creating these new cars or creating these new systems, creating these new vehicles. If science and innovation didn't have this commercial output, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be going as, as full tilt as I guess it is right now. Are there also tons of other issues with that? Yes. But I I do think one of the positives of having a more disposable culture is things advance quicker. Uh, Yeah. I just want to say, I don't think we're shitting on capitalism. I think we're just looking for cause and effect. Like, well, it, I'd say uh, I am no, shooting on capitalism. Well, we know, that's your, doing that. we know that's your and, bent, and that's going to be what it is. But I don't think that's the – I mean, it's not the point we're trying to drive home. I just think it's hard well, to have that conversation I, without it because it's a correlation of cause and effect. The The scarcity of the product is in direct correlation with our incentive to repair it over buy it, over throwing out the old. Yeah, but again, with and the part of not wrong about the innovation part. It's just there's a balance in the middle there, and I think we're too far in one way. And it isn't, let's you know, it isn't to shit on capitalism, but it's to say like unchecked capitalism and innovation results in garbage. Well, and I would also say the innovation, like though it it spurs innovation, it does it spurs it doesn't spur innovation as a as a whole it spurs, it spurs innovation, innovation in commercial products it doesn't yes in it's... in a very narrow direction right innovation is spurred on where someone's likely to buy something not on you not know it's on a whole, developing like, it's a better all... farming practices in order to well, make just, sure that we get change. healthier like, like, food look, look, at a at a more affordable rate and feed but more forget people about, 
Like, Forget about food because that actually has a, had. That's it. not a commercial product, and it's a place that innovation would definitely be welcome. We have a no, no, but in innovation. There has been a lot of innovation in food systems for sure. But I would say climate change been. is a perfect example. There has, yeah, we could, we could, but but climate change is a perfect example because there's nothing there to buy, and that's why we cannot address this problem because capitalism can't solve that problem because there's no one to buy the thing we have a hard time people getting people to recognize it's even a problem we can't even create the market for it again so the thing is and again this is all tied to things like so this innovation that happens is great and some people you know are trying to do to, to do some some positive there but the machine is not about what's it's not driving innovation towards the good it's driving into what's saleable uh and and what's useful to people who have something to sell uh there is innovation that happens in other sectors but that's not where the drive is and but the, but, but there is stuff to sell to combat climate change there's tons you know, of stuff like what? that tesla car electric cars and stuff like that that's the exact thing that i just mentioned that's not i mean really no, it it is it is 100 percent linked the people that are interested in buying those cars may be concerned about emissions and trying to reduce their you know emissions. what a tesla costs uh, it's, I know it's very expensive. It's a but, luxury vehicle, right? Yes, now. And, and I will tell you that that I mean it, that's like a it's a false narrative that because anyone who can afford to buy Tesla, I guarantee their carbon footprint is through the roof compared to someone who's buying a Honda Fit, like but, or, so a thing pre, is, or a Prius or whatever. Like, well, I mean, yeah, like, like, there there are things that that happen, but I, I do th- again the disposable culture doesn't have conscience; it just has. Let's make new stuff because people want it. I would argue Tesla is like an exception to the the rule. Like, I mean, even even no, let's just assume, uh, like Prius, let's just assume uh, Tesla Chevy is Bolt, okay like... and is an example of innovation in a, a positive direction. I can name more negative, <laughs> more things that don't address positive outcomes like climate. Uh, my, Mike's argument the is that there's nothing to sell with regards to fighting climate change. I just disagree no, with that. I, I, think I don't think it's. A, I don't think it's a right market. It's not a right market in comparison to things that aren't. <laughs> like I, well, I, you know, and and I, the problem is again disposable culture, throwing shit away. The fact that something addresses climate change doesn't mean we're not buying new Teslas every year and throwing them in the garbage. Yeah. And that's again, yeah, that's why I think it's a false, it's a false narrative too, to to say that because again, like people, um, you know, will have a car like, like I thought, you know, I was caught in this trap myself just recently because we used to have incentives in Ontario to buy an electric car. And I was thinking about it because it's like, you know, people should get an electric car. I have a car that works fine. You know, it's like if I if I ditch it or it goes in the landfill, you know the 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 combined like carbon that went into making that car or making the new car, uh, it would be better off to keep the one that exists. And and you know the the real choice should be like don't drive. I, and I know that there's a whole other thing, but the cons- but the consumer culture and disposable culture once you get the new and better longer range electric car that's going to come out in five years, and for sure those people will buy those new ones. And that's not helping anything. Like, but you can't ever buy anything that's going to help that problem. And and that's a what big about problem. a bicycle? Uh, you better to ride one that already exists. I mean, but, you, but there's, there's a better lim- choices. There's a limit. There's better choices. Right. I, all I, all I'm saying is, I think that saying that there's like to be like, you can't buy anything because that's in some way going to affect climate change. That that argument to me is not. Uh, a clear argument that you can't buy that, that there aren't certain products that are tailored to people 
that want to have an effect on climate change. Like you can make money. Your argument was that you can't make money off climate change. I would I would very much say that that you can right, it, and that it can spur innovation. Yes, and I think those things are true. I just think that like when I was saying the other the other areas where we could should be innovated innovating in are not ones that are driven by consumer culture or capitalism for that matter. There's not much innovation again happening in the political realm. Like, you know, if you think about our political systems, they're like hundreds of years old and they're slow to change and no one really cares because it's too hard, you know? Uh, We're getting stuck you know, on an argument about innovation. We are, and, and I don't it, want to get it, too hung up on this. The stuff. only point that, that makes innovation is that there's a formula with the amount of iterating and innovating we do to the amount of garbage we produce, whether or not it's good innovation or bad innovation, doesn't, or, you know, whatever your opinion is on it. The correlation is the more shit we produce, the more garbage we make. I think that's just the underscore there. And that's like in, in, in the conversation, which is focused on, do we have a culture that has excessive garbage that treats things without respect? Um, See, that's they don't different value than what objects. we've been talking about. But that's, that no, that's what I've been like, talking about the whole time. No, because at the beginning we asked about stuff like containers at McDonald's and all that sort of stuff. And you said, no, none of that counts. Right? No, like, I'm that's talking not... about all the fucking mattresses that get thrown out and all the fucking couches that get thrown out. And all, like, we, we got really hung up on electronics. And electronics is the least of it. Like, it's the all the furniture all the, the, the broken fence breaks, you just tear the whole thing down and put up a new one instead of just patching it up because everyone wants a pristine-looking lawn. Like All, all the right, shit okay, we, well, if yeah. we're opening that Pandora's box, then let's talk about the great conveniences that come with disposable culture, right? Because, like, I want it to be, and this is for uh, Dungeons and Diapers, perhaps, but I want it to be a cloth diaper person. Uh, and, and There's have, a great like, example. Cloth, cloth diapers on my kids and all this. And we started, you know, trying, but our kid was really, really uh, underweight, uh, our, our first child. And the, even the smallest of these cloth diapers wouldn't wouldn't stay on her. So then we switched to disposable. And then next thing you know, we're just like, wow, this is whatever. This is way easier. God, this is nasty poop. Yeah. And we, we started. And then when we had our second kid, we didn't even have the conversation. We didn't even check to see if the cloth diapers would fit. We're like, oh, baby, disposable. Here we go. And we just, uh, and we just do it. Because honestly, I want to handle poop. It's easy. You know, I I throw it out. There's that there's an actual diaper uh, pickup in in my city, which is which is great, and so uh, so like that makes my life more convenient. But on the recycling episode, we talked about how you don't even recycle; you just stick all your stuff in a giant bag and you throw it out. Now I don't do that; I recycle. But at the same point, I can understand how that would be way more convenient and mm -hmm. easier. Mm -hmm. So a positive of like a disposable culture is it makes it the more disposable the easier it is like paper plates versus cleaning a plate right right and and i want to be next because i have a perfect analogy for this crofton i appreciate what you've just said i think that adequately describes it and i think the analogy is to think of it this way think of it this way now if you looked out your window and saw someone getting mugged it's an old lady and some dude ran up bumped her over, took her purse, ran. You'd grab for your phone and probably call the cops, right? You're a good you're a good person. I think I know I would. I would have at the very least go out my door to the old lady to see what's going on. Okay? Wouldn't you would you do that? Would you both agree to that? 
please? I feel like I'm being set up as a trap. You are being set yeah, up, it, but not it, as it a trap. I would, Bo. I'd be right out there. Yeah. I feel How like... How are you? Like... Yeah, exactly. You're not being set up as a trap. It's just an analogy to help frame the thing that you said in, in Bo's, context. Bo's going to then turn around and be like, I was the guy that stole from the lady. No. You just turned in a friend. Come on, stop railroad or stop uh, railroad me um, or hijacking me. Now, picture another scenario. You're in the middle of receiving uh, fellatio. And it's great. And you don't want it to stop. And you look out your window and you see that old old lady. And she's getting robbed. But you're in the middle of like some of the best. Someone's giving you the best. You know, your wife, let's say, is giving you the best fellatio ever. You're kind of like, well, it would be inconvenient to go and do that right now. Because I'm enjoying myself way too much. And it can wait. And... That's, you know, when you're like, the disposable diapers, they're just great. I don't think about it. It's kind of like, I'll pretend I didn't see it. She doesn't, she doesn't know that, that anything's going on. No one will be the wiser. Someone else will take care close of it. Close the blind. Like, close the blind. Yeah, yeah exactly. And that, that's, that's, that's what disposable culture to me is at large. Is just like, rationally, you look at it and say, no, no, we should repair things and conserve them. This is a good value to have. But then you do the disposable thing. You're like, oh, this feels good. Let me just not think about all the consequences. We're innovating. It's capitalism. This is all good. Just let's not think about it. And to me, this analogy sort of encompasses that diaper thing situation or countless other situations that are similar. I can make my own pasta sauce from vegetables that don't come in any containers, or I can buy it in a can and throw out 500 cans a year from my pasta sauce or whatever. Like, like that's, and I just like, you know what? I'm not going to think about it. Who gives a shit about the landfill? And who gives a shit about the smoke put in the air to make the glasses or whatever? Like, fuck it. <laughs> Life's just easier. And, I, and I'm, on those three of us, I'm the most, I think I lack the most guilt. I throw out shit. I don't recycle. Like, I'll look at a recycling bin of garbage and have a piece of paper in my hand, and I'll put it in the garbage. Like, I'm the worst out of all three of us. But even on some level... You heard it here, folks. I, on some level, I recognize... And look, do you remember my verdict on recycling? And how I do, how yeah. much you shamed me? And I was shamed into retracting that one verdict in our history of our he, show. He, he changed his whole behavior following and that. And I feel like recycling is not far conversation from what we're talking about so i'm taking the stance that like i think it's probably too far i think we dispose i think it's so you know you 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 are you are right and uh bo is right and and for the record though bo has the least shame about throwing all the shit into the landfill and all that i will say that he definitely amongst the three of us has for sure the lowest carbon footprint Absolutely. I like how Mike is always saying that about me. It's true. Uh, he, Bo has at least, he's impacting the world far less. He's, he can throw all his shit in the garbage bag and throw it in the garbage. I don't recycle a book. Uh, and he's still way ahead of us because we both own a car. And I have a child. And you have not one, but two children. And those are the biggest carbon impact things. Or just in terms of like using up shit is having kids. He didn't have a kid. You know, and it's like so. Bo is impacting the world far less than I am, or than you are, and that's a true fact. And and the and the thing I wanted to just to just as you, Bo was talking, I was like, this is a good time, gentlemen, to remember the three R's, uh, <laughs> which is which is and because we, we did one about recycling, we already talked about that one, but that's the last one, right? The first one is reduce. Which is like, don't don't get it, just don't get it. You, you think like I'm gonna start, I need a new thing, and you just think in your head, you know what? I don't really need it. My the headphones I have at home work fine. 
I'm just going to go, that's it, reduce. That's the best thing you can ever do, is not get the new thing. Reduce your consumption, uh, reduce what you throw out. That's that's the first. And then it's like, reuse, obviously, as Bo's dad would say. You know, yes, there's a urine stain on that couch. You'll get used to the smell. Just keep it in your house. And, and it's true, like, you're just reusing something, not throwing it out. And then recycles last, obviously. And then, because if, if you if you just embrace recycling, it is the argument that you just embrace buying something new all the time. You're like, well, I'll recycle this. And then I can, now I feel good about it myself. I'll go out and buy a brand new thing. And it kind of just perpetuates that when you really, you got to get back to the first R and be like, reduce. I feel like there's a fourth <laughs> R. I feel like it should be four R's. Uh, reading. Repair. <laughs> just read reduce, something. Reduce, reuse, and recycle, and has... repair. <laughs> That's the whole point of disposable cultures. Even in our like reduce, reuse, recycle conversation, we leave out the repair R. And yeah, there should yeah, there could be a repair, but that would be maybe reuse. Reuse would be repair. Yeah. Uh, okay. And I would it also say that your... uh, remember Bo, that famous Twitter post. I made a picture of you with a bunch of garbage on the roof of my car, which we picked up. And I think you're sitting on a lovely chair right oh, now. This is a garbage chair that we pulled right out of the somebody's garbage. Front yard. Doing the world a favor, and, and it's comfy. And this and chair, by it. the way, is comfortable. It has a few little patches on it. It was hasn't broken. It's great. I love this chair. It was going to the landfill until Mike encouraged me to pick it out of a garbage. Yeah, so choke on that, Crofton. <laughs> well, it's not against Crofton. I feel like we're. <laughs> like I feel like Crofton feels like he's under attack a little bit from both of us, and I just well, want you to know, Crofton. Look at his brand new headphones. Look at them. They're mint. He's got his four. Yeah, what do you do Ultra with your old? Is it four K headphones? What do you do with your ten eighty P headphones? <laughs> you know, he's got his brand new phone. I'm slamming to here with my iPhone five. Next time you buy, I have stuff. to listen to you two bastards in seven. Surround sound. Next time, how next time that you, is. Next time you buy new electronics, can you tell me and I'll get Mike to drive me to your front yard so I can pick your garbage? <laughs> yeah, they're sweet flat screen TVs, <laughs> but they're like they're only 1080p. So like Mike, crash, has got know. a new TV, three new consoles, a new headset, and I'm like, oh sweet, let's go to his house and get all of his old shit out of his How garbage. many gaming consoles do you own, Grofton? Do you mean counting the retro ones? Yeah, yeah, just all of them. Like counting the older ones that are like would I said how many really like... consoles? What yeah, that's what hear? I mean. Oh, it's all... no, but you mean counting the old consoles, the relevant <laughs> yeah, ones? It's that still I a used console, to... isn't it? Do I have to count them? Uh, maybe I retract the question. <laughs> yeah, all right, good on you. <laughs> <laughs> I, but that's that we can get into collectors and aficionados yeah, on yeah. another topic. Uh, well, we're uh, uh, sixty minutes into the show, so I think let's uh, get to verdicts here. We can I think. all right to the verdicts, but. Uh, Collectors would be a good topic for the random topic. We did collection. We did that already. We did. did we? Yeah. We're gonna just have to start redoing them from the top. Yeah, we I remember it now because we yeah, I, we have done it. It was a while ago. Uh, all right then, let's uh, bring in the farm animals, uh, otherwise known as our jury, for verdict time. <laughs> Here they come. <laughs> Order in the court, my gents. Who wants first crack? Who wants last crack? Uh, I'll go first. This one seems easy to me. Yeah, Mike uh, Crofton's muted. <laughs> I just, I just saw mouth the F word. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> I said first. Uh, but, oh, but well, I didn't hear it because he was muted. So I'll no, go. Mike, Mike will go first. Whatever. Whatever. This is a simple one to me. I think disposable culture is bad. 
It's simple to me, and I think it's okay. I don't want to play the hypocrite game with anyone because that's that's not a game anyone. It's people who who result, re, resort to that stuff are like missing the point where it's like, oh, but you throw stuff out, or and it's like, yes, because I live in the world. I live in the disposable culture. That doesn't mean it's a good thing. Uh, it, it's it's it, we're stuck. We're kind of stuck in it, and it frustrates me all the time. And even we only touched on it, but even you know, you go and you get a coffee cup or whatever, and you just throw that shit in the garbage right away. That annoys me every time I do it, and I think about it, and I'm just like, "What am I supposed to do?" But I don't like it, and it's not good. And I'm like, I don't have all the solutions, uh, but it's it's a big it's a big problem. And and I think that because it is, you know, as the topic implies, uh, it is becoming even more so a cultural thing where everyone just wants a new thing all the time. Be damned, the thing you have that's still pretty good. Uh, there's a newer, better one. Why won't? Why don't you get it? Uh, it's just that's a culture that drives like constant waste uh, and also con- we we're talking about happiness, but constant unhappiness. You know, it's like your friends got the new game console and you're you've got some old piece of junk from two generations back. Graphics suck. You know, yeah, you <laughs> should feel bad, Hodges. <laughs> it's just like, you know, that, that's this whole game of trying to keep up with people. And it's like, that's not good. And it just it drives us all to feel miserable about ourselves. Our stuff's not good enough. Blah, blah, blah. And it's destroying the world. It's not good for us. It's just this is just bad all around. And I think it's a pretty simple one. And even though we're all hypocrites, we're all stuck in it. It's okay, you know. We're of the world. We didn't create the world. We're just in it. You know. We can still analyze it and try to acknowledge where things are not correct, and make small decisions like reuse or take chairs out of the garbage as Bo as Bo does. Anyways, that's my. Um, I'm a true. I'm a true man of the earth. Bo, he's a he's a paragon of virtue, and a scholar. So, so did uh, you get your sound effect? Yeah, he did at the start. Bad. Uh, I'll, all right. I'll yeah, you got okay. a sound effect. I'll I'll go next. Uh, so here here's the thing. Like I've been playing devil's advocate on this topic, and one of the reasons I have been is because I actually loathe topics like this that seem to have a foregone conclusion built into the, how they're named. It's very difficult to be like why is this thing good right and i always ask that in every episode i tried not to today because i sometimes sound like a broken record asking oh it's i mean it's also asking that question so like i i just in this case look i tried to find you know the 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 good angle on it but the more i thought about it the more i was i was like i'm i i'm not certain about a lot of things like i'm not certain uh, that the 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 boost in innovation that we're getting due to being a, a, a more disposable culture is not in some way helping us. I know it's doing a lot of damage in many other ways. I, I'm not sure where it's going to go down the road. I there's there's also like you know when you're talking about getting into those little examples like repairing a shirt and all that sort of stuff. There's the convenience factor. I think that that's that that's beneficial. Um, however, as a whole, and like I'm debating with myself as a whole, like b- based on how the topic is sort of spelt out, the idea that like we're focusing solely on the disposal aspect of our human culture, on how we throw things out in North America, is very difficult for as as much as I want to stretch to to get to bullshit i i can't see a way to do it like even and and to mike's point about i don't think being a hypocrite on any subject is necessarily a bad a bad thing uh 
but like uh, I would be a big hypocrite on this. I do consume a fair amount of things, um, and I have to. I do have to agree with Mike and agree with what Bo's likely verdict is going to be, to say that that this is uh, the dis- the disposable culture is bad. <laughs> I was still pulling my verdict together there, yes. guys. It probably came off yeah, disjointed. No, but I, I came in wanting to go bullshit, but the more I talked about it, I was like, fuck, I got to say bad. Sure. And, and you're right to say that, I think in this case, and not to, we shouldn't be responding to each other in our verdicts, but you are right to say that it sounds like a pejorative. And I think it is. And maybe there's a better term for it that sounds less pejorative that we just didn't pull. But... I can't think of it. <laughs> We've been talking about it for an hour and I can't think of it. Um, it's funny because as I've said throughout the show, I throw out, I don't own anything that I wouldn't buy instead of replace. And I'm of that culture. And my ego is telling me, well, you know, if I'm of the culture, is it bad? Like, where is my moral compass on this thing? And really, um, Crofton said he was playing devil's advocate, but I was very much playing, not devil's advocate, but thought exercising it out logically based on a series of values. And and I, I'm, <laughs> I definitely see a lot of bad in it, um, but at the same time, uh, I don't know. If we all move into the hive mind, well, then maybe we're less concerned about garbage or about these things that we're doing (laughs) if we find a way to transcend these human forms into a form being made of energy and travel throughout the cosmos in this way the the mortal very pedestrian concerns of the earth environment maybe don't matter that much and maybe we should be concerning ourselves with the big picture these are questions i ask and that i don't have answers for uh, so because of that, I'm going to say that the disposable culture is bullshit. And, you know, I can't completely settle on the bad thing because I have thoughts that go higher than our mere earthly concerns. And that would be the only reason why. Otherwise, it would well, probably go bad. If that is coming, the hive mind, it's, it's a ways off, though. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I- I'm sure Don't- it is. It'll I'm so happy I said bad now. Like if I, <laughs> oh, uh. also just a quick when we were talking about Tesla, I just because this occurred to me because like Elon Musk, I have a pet peeve with Elon Musk. You know so how he's big half on the Earth right now. Well, right. yeah, because he's kind of like sort of you know he, people have made a joke that he he would be a Bond villain. Like you look at him and what are yeah, you doing? Yeah. Like he's for sure a Bond villain. <laughs> Anyways, he wa- he wants to so he he's big on colonizing Mars and his reason is like is like, because we're going to destroy the Earth. And I'm just like, fuck you, Elon Musk. <laughs> like, fix the goddamn Earth. Stop making cars. Like, do something. Put your money towards real good. He's like, no, we got to go live on Mars. Like, Mars is not good. You won't like it. It's garbage. <laughs> yeah. It's highly, <laughs> it's highly corrosive and hostile to you. It's human. a terrible place. And <laughs> until tissue. Elon Musk gets there and fixes it. Right. Yeah, I think he's got no concept of time because <laughs> like his mind is on bigger things. Like the honest answer is not the marketable one that is Pierre Handler saying was probably like these earthly concerns matter very little to me. We just need to get to Mars. So you know he whatever, doesn't right? sleep like he sleeps on the floor of his factory and like it's good to off to Mars. He's a Bond villain. Yeah. yeah, he's a he's a Bond villain. Speaking of Bond villains, Crofton, I think uh 
Perhaps oh yeah, there's a I'm bond, the host, right? There's a Bond villain or two out there that may wish to write into us and tell us about yes. their plans. Thank you, Bo. Uh, so if you have opinions on if our culture is disposable, and if so, do you think that's a good thing, a bad thing, a bullshit thing? Send us an email, goodbadbull at gmail.com. Also, uh, we stream the show live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash goodbadbull. Uh, if you want to find out when that happens, follow us on Twitter, at goodbadbull. Get all the updates there. Uh, you can also uh, visit our goodbadbull.com website, find all the archives of hundreds of episodes. Um, get your uh, get your fix if you're a new listener. And uh, we are all individuals, individual natures. So uh, without further ado, gentlemen, where can the fine folks reach you, Bo? Uh, <laughs> you can find me at Bo Schwartz on Twitter. And if there's anything that isn't disposable, wait, no, tweets are highly disposable. Well, enjoy the disposable nature of tweeting on Twitter at Bo Schwartz. That is all. Oh, and uh, Mike, Mike, where can the people reach you? Oh, uh, they can get in touch with me through the Twitter, which I'll be tweeting back while my phone is simultaneously plugged into a charger because it's about to die all the time. But I refuse to get a new one because I'm trying to reduce, you know, my consumption. Crofton. Nice. Crofton, you make me sick. I'm just going to throw out this empty plastic <laughs> bottle. Uh, I could u- reuse it tomorrow as my water bottle, but I think I'm just Or a convenient it. urinal while you're on the go. Yeah. Well, I've already filled up a couple of bottles during the show. Um, and uh, you can reach me on Twitter, at Croft and Steers, uh, and uh, support my new show, Diapers and Dungeons. Dungeons and Diapers. God damn it, I've got to get that right. Uh, <laughs> I think it's good. This is a good meme. It's a good, it's, it'll be a good thing. <laughs> oh, jeez. It's just two words, Crofton. Um, and, uh, yeah, you can uh, – you, actually, I should give you the address – uh, so it's, uh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> is it diapersanddungeons.com? Yeah. Uh, drivers. Which is so it? it's, uh, okay, it's the Gamers in Presents slash, okay, tgistudios.com slash dnd. tgistudios.com slash dnd. Uh, you can also just follow me on Twitter, and I'll tell you when there's new episodes coming out. So, uh, uh, yeah. I'm super horrible at promotion, apparently. But I mean, you know, if you want to find it, they can go to their <laughs> I iTunes. I thought you were a communications expert. They can go to I their iTunes to app campaign. right now, the Google Play Store, and subscribe directly by searching. I found it today. I subscribed this morning. I just typed in in my iTunes store, Dungeons and Diapers, and boom, it was there. So, and that's how you say it, too. Jeez, both. Can I hire you to be promotion? I, I was, uh, I wanted to make some kind of joke because um, you were doing some promotion about your new podcast and i was like i was like in my head i was like maybe crofton has started a new podcast to get his head around this marketing plan thing so that he could finally come through for gbb <laughs> with his long long overdue marketing plan oh, it'd, be hilarious. The it'd for... be hilarious if like the show had like the best marketing plan in the universe that it you know takes off makes a second income so crofton can be even more disposable with like he's like i got i bought it i threw out my old switch and bought a new switch just because i like the color of this one better <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, like damn it, you didn't tell me so I could pick your garbage.
This is the Breakfast Club. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Are you a fan of the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast? Consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at patreon.com. For as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month, your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations. Find out more at patreon.com slash goodbadbull.